0: We all know that we should save money. Many veterinarians' default savings plan is to contribute some amount of money into their retirement at work and then their savings account at the bank. But how is this really helping you now and in the future? Today, we're gonna to talk about how this savings plan could be hurting you long-term and how to find balance in your everyday life.
1: So the big question is
0: this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast.
1: Hey, everyone. This is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We are financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the hosts of this podcast, the Smarter Vet
0: Podcast. So welcome back. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment in their finances. For those of you listening for the first time, we have other resources available on our website, such as complimentary race CEs, assessments, videos, and articles. So when you have a moment, go check it out. A lot of other great resources for you. Today's topic of conversation, what we're gonna be discussing is how saving money is a sensitive subject for most people.
1: Well, yeah, finances in general, right?
0: Yeah, finances in general.
1: Well, and I think saving money can sometimes be a touchy subject because a lot of people are, are trying really hard at it, but they're not really, they don't feel successful at it.
0: I felt that way before too, with trying to save money and not feeling like I'm making a lot of success. Well, you know, it's it's not fun whenever you,
1: you know, build up a, a savings account, maybe $5,000, $10,000, and then you have to replace your roof, hmm. right? Or... You know, you get a little bit of padding in there and then next thing you know, you've got, you know, your child's got to have braces (laughs) and now, and now that $5,000 is being attached to something else.
0: What about if your, your tires on your car blow out or they need to be replaced? That's always a fun bill. I remember when I first started working a long time ago and I needed all my tires replaced. That wasn't, that wasn't exciting. (laughs) Right. And so like, so it's kind of funny because as, as we're living life, we're
1: trying to enjoy day to day. But each paycheck, it might feel kind of stretched like in savings is so hard to get to because anytime you feel like you're getting ahead, there's something in life that kind of pulls them, pulls you back.
0: And for those of you who are listening and just graduated, saving and paying off debt might be something you're trying to figure out. We have a couple other episodes, uh, episodes five and six, where we spend a good amount of time talking about how to save or pay off debt, or you can try to do the combination of the both. You know, for many, it can feel challenging to save when there's so many things that we want to do right now. You know, I know a lot of it with, if you're just getting out of school, paying off debt might be a, a big topic of conversation, or maybe you're trying to buy a house or get married. And at the same time, it's like saving money, like why prepare for something that might be so far away, or maybe it's not so far away. I think it's important also to
1: remember that the, the reason why you save is ultimately because you want to have the choice to one day wake up in the morning and not have to go to work and not have to answer to anybody, not have a business that you have to run. And you can realize that your bills that you have to pay, that the lifestyle that you live is already paid for, right? You've, you've, got, you've built up enough wealth where now your balance sheet is producing enough income that you can go do the things that you want to do and you're not strapped based upon you know the the financial your, your financial position now obviously getting there might take years some some people decades and a lot of it depends on how well we save how our, how our saving habits are are created and if we don't create those saving habits then we're probably never going to get to that spot where we have the flexibility to decide to to work or not
0: and for those people who earn an income their entire lives and do not save well, this is the opposite side. Like, this can be something where in the later years of your life, you'll end up living exactly the same way like you did previously. So you're having to get up every day. You're having to continually having to work for an income. And for those that are in retirement, it's kind of like when you're having to count pennies and always hoping that your Social Security check isn't late. And for some of us that are you know, a little bit younger, you know, Social Security is always something that's in question right now. For those of you who are getting closer, well, if you haven't done a lot of savings, well, there is a chance that you might have to continue to keep living that same way you did before.
1: Right. It's And it's funny because, you know, when you live paycheck to paycheck and you're you're never able to get ahead, you're going to be living paycheck to paycheck even in retirement, mm. right? Always, always waiting for that next check. And it's not fun, right? So our, our hope in, in this podcast is that if you are in a position where you're not really sure why you should save, and you're not saving, and you're not really that motivated to save, maybe this will, maybe this will turn a corner for you. Like, and you'll, you'll say, you know what? I'm going to refuse to keep living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm gonna, I've got to figure out this piece of my financial life, and i got to figure it out now. So if you're in a position where you're not saving, and you're not sure why you should save, and now you're starting to realize, like, maybe I should get this piece figured out in my life, it all starts with the decision of refusing to be mentally chained due to the lack of resources.
0: When it comes to savings, there are two events that you always need to consider. First one is the present, and then the other one is the future. And I know some of this might sound a little bit like common sense. However, when we tend to look at these things, if we don't differentiate them, it's really hard to understand how do we prioritize. And the first event that we talk about being the present, you know, this is where a lot of times people are falling short. Let's say that unexpected events happen, and we were talking about earlier, roofs need to be replaced tires on the car need to be repaired, family member needs money, or maybe you become sick or injured and now you're waiting to receive your disability insurance. There should be a set amount of cash. You should be keeping handy for these things. And most of the time they would be referred to as having an emergency fund.
1: Right. It's, it's those. And I think saving for the present is having an emergency. It's that, that money for emergencies. And it's also that the money that you have for planned big purchases coming up, right? Like, you know, if I know that I'm going to have to buy a car and I want to save up to buy a car, then I need to make sure, like some people will say, well, I saved $20,000. Well, you saved $20,000, but then you spent $20,000 on a car. That's not saving for the future. That's saving for the present, right? It was saving Mm -hmm. to then get spent.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's one of those things of, you know, especially when you're saving it to be spent, you know, the things like even buying a house or getting married or purchasing a business, these things will all require some type of cash and where we can easily get caught up in is like charging up a lot of these different things. And then having to then figure out how do we pay all of them back. And when we can Uh, be able to, you're saying using credit cards, like, yeah, a lot of people will,
1: will do these things using debt rather than savings because they because there's no other option.
0: Yeah. So it's basically credit cards or different types of loans that are out there. And you know, don't get me wrong here. It's not bad to use certain loans, of course, like buying a house. I and mean, there's not a lot of people out there that are going to have the cash to just go buy a house outright or even a business. But then sometimes you need to have a certain amount of money on hand to be able to do that. So having an, an adequate emergency fund is important. And that's part of the present saving, but making sure that there's money being set aside for the present. The second event that we talk about is the future. CJ, so when we're talking about the future, you know, give us a little bit of an idea around that.
1: So so just like I had mentioned before, that goal that takes decades and sometimes is that goal where we get to the spot where our balance sheet can produce the income that we're earning. So we don't have to earn it ourselves, right? They call that unearned income or passive income. It's building up wealth and creating a, a savings habit and then designating that money where I know like something that is really easy to do is like put money in a 401k because we we because can, we can't touch it till we're 59 and a half right otherwise you have a penalty and then you got to pay the taxes on it cuz you you know you got a tax deduction whenever you contributed to begin with and it's easy because it comes right from our paycheck and it's easy because you know since I can't touch it then I'm going to find other ways to get access to money to buy a home Uh, have a wedding, go on a trip overseas. I'm going to find other ways to fund those things instead of my retirement account, right? I've designated a purpose for that account for those monies that now I'm not going to dig into my future, right? Because our future selves are 100% dependent on ourselves today. I'm not going to go dig into those accounts because I know that they're for something specific, now, another reason why a 401k is oftentimes easy to, to do because during enrollment, like sometimes, you know, you go work for somewhere and, you know, they automatically enroll you into the 401k, your company might even match to it, right? Which makes it a little bit easier to do because you're like, well, it's free money and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's automatically deducted from your paycheck. So you don't really have to try hard for it to, to actually work. But most people are unaware that there are other options available for them. Like you you don't have to put money in a 401k for it to be designated for your future. The structure of the 401k, like the fact that it comes out of your paycheck, you never see it, it never hits your checking account, it never becomes in danger of being spent, Like you can do that with another account right you can you can work with your employer to actually have some of your money from your paycheck go into another account that's not even at your institution you have those options like so you can actually create buckets of assets without having to put money in something that's going to be locked away till your 59 and
0: a half you got to be careful with that too because if you're looking to stop working sooner or pull back from what I was doing, that if you put a lot of your money in that bucket, it could potentially put you in a position where you're in a bind trying to find money. And as you're building up and as you're looking at the future, you know the challenge that a lot of people run into is that if I don't put it there, well, what's the alternative? How do I make sure that I'm saving? But always like when it comes to mind of the future, the first place you should start is to create that habit of saving. Like you really need to focus in on what am I doing? How am I saving? And if your default plan was my retirement account, well, are you once saving enough? And we do talk about in a previous episode as well, how much should you be saving? But then as you create that habit of saving, now you need to focus on where should the money go.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's important. So first focus on how I'm saving. Yep. Right. How am I saving? How how have I structured my my cash flow effectively, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Like where how my money flows in my life and into accounts. Right. Be aware of that first. How am I saving? And then figure out where savings should go.
0: Yeah. It's making sure one that you're saving a good amount or the right amount. And making sure that there's a, a decent, that that habit of just doing it over and over and over. Cause like, you know, why retirement accounts are so attractive so so many people, you know, as CJ was mentioning earlier, and you know, we we just have it pulled right out of our check. You know, you really want to focus on just that, that habit of saving.
1: So what you're saying, so, and I think this is kind of one of the biggest things that we've seen really make a, an impact in someone's savings life, right? We, we've seen people go from 4% savers to 20% savers fairly quickly and it's they've separated their everyday life from their future plan. The best place to start is to just save. There's no magic to it and we're going we're going to give you the secret. Okay, we're going to give you the secret sauce today.
0: Are you ready for a drum roll?
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, man, where's my drum? <laughs> we suggest that you th- that you consider setting up another account outside of your bank because it, it can be incredibly enticing if, if you transfer money into that, that, sa- that savings account that's connected to your checking account. Like if you do that, that's fine. But it, it's also, if it's at the same place, then really all, all you got to do is go on the app on your phone and move the money back from the savings to the checking, right? It's very well, easy to have access to it. You see it all the time too. It's oh, like yeah, hanging out there right. staring you in the face. That, you know, that's a good point because I know that I spend money differently when I have... <laughs> Five thousand dollars in my accounts versus like fifty thousand dollars in my accounts. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I'm going to spend different. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make financial decisions very differently if I don't see that money. And that's one. Like I think that's another reason why the 401k works really well because you almost never see it. Mm -hmm. You log into your bank account. Well, 401k isn't connected, so you know you don't see that hundred thousand dollars in your 401k every day you know and I, and and we might actually you might actually make uh, financial decisions very fairly differently if you could see that account every day so you know having it open at a different account is is the first thing to consider when setting up something where you're going to start putting money aside designated for your long-term plan that's not going to be mixed with your your everyday life and and start to allow yourself to only see a certain amount of money
0: that you have this account that you're putting money into uh, it, it should be considered like a hub kind Of, like, money in, money out. Uh, it's just a place to create, as we were mentioning earlier, that habit. Like, we need the habit of saving. And then once the habit's created, then we just sort of determine where that goes. So, you know, stay tuned for future episodes because we'll definitely make sure we talk more in detail on like where you can put things. Uh, but the way that we label this type of account, we call it a wall coordination account. And this is something we help a lot of the time get these things set up for people. And just the idea is just like we're just, we're looking for a place to be able to shift money into one spot and then shift it to another. We know it's there for our plan. It's like your money that you have sitting at the bank. Usually, it's sitting in your savings account. You know it's there. If you're having to, you know, you're looking to buy a house, or you, know, you have a kid and you're over here having to buy a new crib for them, or whoever knows what the case is, you have the cash sitting in there in the bank. But this account, it's meant for that future plan for you. So when you have this account set up, each month there should be a specific amount that you contribute. And, you know, you could break it up one time a month, maybe two times per month. You can break it in half, make it a little bit like last, like there's a big chunk getting pulled out because I know every single month when I have, you know, my mortgage come out or other different things, it, it definitely, it hurts sometimes because you see the balance all of a sudden it dips and you're like, holy cow, like where did my money go? Uh, but, but keep in mind this account, you're not putting money in there and it's going to disappear. It's just, it's going into a holding tank for the moment. And well, it's got to be automatic, right? It has to be automatic. It's yeah. automatic,
1: so it's almost like a uh, so it's almost like a, a bill that you're paying for every month.
0: Yes, yeah, it's like a bill that you're paying for every month. You know, and the the different types of assets that you can put it into. You know, why don't you give a little rundown on that, CJ?
1: So you set up an account outside of the institution that you bank with because you want to make sure that this money gets designated for your future plan, and so that you don't see it. So it changes your spending habits. It changes how you think mentally about how much money you have to actually spend on your lifestyle. Then you create an automatic an automatic transfer every month from your checking account, or maybe you even set it up with your employer to have some of your paycheck get deposited into that account as well. So, you know, you have some, some money that's automatically being deducted. It's a bill that you're paying. You're paying yourself in the future. And for the sake of this conversation, right, we're not going to drive down deep into the details of what, Where you can put money, but you know, there's obviously places that you can invest. There's conservative things, there's moderate risk things, there's aggressive things that you can put money into. That once you have money, then you can go ahead and start investing. A lot of people try to invest before they're saving, but it's like you can't, you know, trying to save a thousand dollars is going to be very, very different than being able to save twenty thousand or a hundred thousand. And sometimes your options are actually. A little bit more. Uh, they're a little open, more more open. You have more options whenever you have more money, t- typically. Right. So, for the sake of this conversation, we're not going to drive down deep on that. But you know, stay tuned for future episodes, and we'll we'll potentially talk about that. The goal is to get where you are consistently saving twenty percent of your gross income. Yes, yes, you heard that right. I said twenty percent of your gross income. And the reason why we say twenty percent is because life happens. You can't predict the future, and sometimes you're going to have to take from that twenty percent because you're going to have years that may, you know you might have a year where you take off, or you might have a, a, a trip that you have to go on that you didn't plan for because a, a relative in another state died. Like there, life will throw things at you, and in order to absorb those losses, in order to absorb digging into the that savings account you got to you got to kind of save 20 to really net 15. And the nice thing about saving 20% is that if life doesn't go bad, if you don't have any bad things happen and if you don't buy new cars and if you don't live a lifestyle that is that eats into that 20%, the worst thing that could happen is that you save too much money. Oh, it's so horrible, Tom. Uh, oh, save too much money.
0: That's on that's that sounds awful. It's, I can't do just, that. I don't ever <laughs> want to
1: be in that position.
0: Right. And with any of you, if you're interested in on how to take this next step or looking for some guidance, maybe you want some help with setting up a wall coordination account, you know, visit us through our website uh, and go fill out our contact form, contact us. We'd be more than happy to chat with you. Now, we've had a few people reach out to us and actually become clients from some of this. Uh, But one thing is, if you're still here with us right now, you know, we need you to do us a huge favor. You know, if you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed other episodes, Make sure to rate us and write us a review on the podcast platform you listen to. So if it's Apple Podcast or Spotify, and you know, it really helps others know that they should be listening, and it really gets the word out there more, so that other people can get educated too. And you know, on a final note here, you know, if you were looking for some more financial advice or just looking for a simple way to take a, a bigger picture of your plan, uh, we have a complimentary assessment on our page. It's very, very brief, really quick. It Says "Test My Plan," big red button. Go there, take it. No charge for you. Uh, but go if you want to take a quick, deeper dive into your financial life, you know, that's something you can go do right now.
1: This is CJ Burnett.
0: And this is Tom Seco.
1: Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Success,
0: success, success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor two zero two two one four zero seven six six expires July 2024